Hello, my name is Zachary Trailer, and you are listening to Morning Voice, A Political Journey, episode number 17, Zachary Michael Trailer. I believe that good citizen governance lies with three pillars, strong community, open communication, and good intentions. I've not always believed that community is the bedrock of our, of our society. Growing up, I was fed a steady supply of Tea Party politics. In Miami, I learned real diversity and understanding, followed by college, in which I was taught the politics of idealism, finished off by my grounding experience with the Army, where I learned what real community was like. It's more than just a group of people living in the same area. It's about connection, support, and finding a sense of belonging. You see, for me, community means everything because it's all I have. Today, I'm going to give a small peek into my life. It won't be every nook and cranny, but it's going to give you the story behind how I became the man today. Growing up, I didn't have the luxury of a large family or a consistent friend group. My father was emotionally manipulative. He was emotionally abusive and manipulative. Physically abusive to my mother. Luckily, he let I cut contact with him at age eleven. He was, for all intents and purposes, a deadbeat father. I was the nerdy kid, always ahead academically but I often felt isolated and bullied. I wasn't, I I remember my, and this is going to sound cheesy, but it's true. I was in fifth grade and I didn't want to do my history homework. So my stepdad, we do the end of the chapter. He asked me the three or four questions at the end and it's obvious I didn't read it. So he sends me back. So I'm like, fine. And I go, we're reading about World War I and the start of it and all, all that jazz. And it's very intense, but I actually enjoyed it, and I came running to my stepdad, my big history book, and I was like, yo, did you know this? And and his name's Nate, and he is the the father I'm so happy I have. Uh, I was like, Nate, did you know this? And I was just reading off about, you know, how these new weapons worked and all this stuff and how the alliances, and he's like, cool. And he just gave me the book bag, and he's like, I'm not even going to ask you the questions. You, You obviously read it. And that was when I actually learned to love history and politics and learning about people. But I was also the nerd. I loved Mario and the GameCube. I still have it, and we play Mario Strikers, me and Jose. I loved the new Mario Wonder game. But, you know, that, that was my introduction to history. And I'll be honest, the one, the one subject I do struggle with and I always have was English. I was in honors math, honors science, uh, in APs for history. With English, I was always in the regular class, and it really was, I could tell a difference because I know growing up the honors classes were always better behaved and then the English classes I always hated going to it because I hated the subject and I hated, I I, I really, you know, it just didn't feel the same. And now that I've grown up and I understand it's, you know, that it's why I think education reform is so important because these classes were more disruptive, I would say, not because the kids are bad, but because it's, they're not being 
taught to the children. We're in the 21st century and the ability to teach each child individually to their uh, best potential is out there. And yet we are still aligning ourselves with a near 200 year old system that was originally bought and paid for by meatpacking factories. I was small, scrawny, and never quite fit in. I moved from place to place as an army brat. My mom being the soldier and my my stepdad, Nate, being the homemaker. I finally found a semblance of stability when I landed in Miami, Florida. In high school, I was still bullied, but I started to branch out and become my own person. I was determined to move forward and leave that part of my life behind, so I graduated at 16. Only three years, and I'm the youngest to graduate in my school's history. It was during my last year of high school that I discovered my first genuine friend group, and I'm still friends with them today. They are Kenny, Jose, JJ, Jordan, Everton, Pablo is my best friend, all, uh, all of them, and they're coming together to help me in my campaign in different ways. University brought more connections, filling the void left by my family's constant relocations. But life took its twists, and a relationship I thought would last forever instead ended just as quickly as I left the army. Yet something incredible emerged, where most lose their support systems in either. I instead found the unwavering support of my friends. From men the age of my grandfather, to soccer teammates a stone throw away in age, friends from Miami, the army, and even my siblings rallied behind me. They showed me the power of unity, of community, during these difficult times. Their solidarity reshaped my perspective, bringing clarity to my political views. My policies aren't just theoretical. They're rooted in life experiences and listening to a diverse cast of voices. I've crisscrossed our nation, engaged with people from all walks of life. And you know what I found, whether you're in the suburbs, the big cities, or rural areas, community is the essence of success. So it's not about rough seas. It's about the strength I discovered as through my friend's actions, they gave me a small ripple of hope. Through the highs and lows, it's been a journey of growth and learning, a journey that led me here to run a campaign centered around good citizen governance. Rooted in the belief that our communities deserve responsive, caring leadership. This isn't just a campaign. It's a pledge to foster a community-centric approach to governance. Together, let's build a future where all community isn't just a buzzword, but a guiding force. A force that empowers support and uplifts us all. Building a better tomorrow, a visionary 10-point plan. In pursuit of a stronger, fairer, more inclusive society, our visionary 10-point plan outlines a comprehensive vision for the future of our democracy. We commit to common sense electoral reform, ensuring the rights of all of our electoral processes by creating multi-member districts and ending partisan gerrymandering. Common sense government reform through streamlining bureaucracy 
and fostering accountability within our governmental institutions for efficient and effective governance. Infrastructure development and transportation expansion. Investing in robust infrastructure and high-speed rail to pro propel connectivity and economic growth. Driving economic prosperity through implementing policies that foster job creation within our local economy and supporting small businesses by, to, make, to ensure prosperity for all. Education reform, not by throwing money at teachers unions and failing schools, but revolutionizing education to equip our youth through job training tailored to our local economic needs. Enshrining family and women's rights by championing equality, supporting families, and safeguarding the rights of women to create an equitable society. Housing affordability by tackling the housing crisis's most important policies, implementing measures to increase supply and lower housing costs. Operation Homefront is committed to ending veteran homelessness by honoring those who served and ensuring a stable and dignified life post-service. Rebuilding race relations by promoting unity, understanding, and equity among all races to give the next generation the opportunities we never had. And crafting a sustainable government budget that is responsible and that is responsible and ensures a financial stability for future generations. We are not pawning off our debt to our children. This comprehensive plan embodies our commitment to good citizen governance. Together, we will show Raleigh why we are America's can-do city. Thank you.